thing that looks like a police box standing in a junkyard. It can move anywhere in time and space. Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Have you? You do, Miss Smith. I'm a time lord. I walk in eternity. For some people, small, beautiful events is what life is all about. I have battled against evil, against power-mad conspirators. They're still in the nursery compared to us. Ten million years of absolute power. That's what it takes to be really corrupt. The planet's gone. It lives on inside you. It always will. to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Do I even look like people? Trust me, I'm a doctor. Splendid fellows, all of you. Welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. Ah, yes, we're back. We're back after a a couple of weeks. And, of course, this week we're going to be discussing the 50th anniversary episode, The Day of the Doctor. Uh, But first, let's have have some news, shall we? And, well, really, it's just stats, isn't it, to be perfectly honest? It is. (laughs) News is very, very rough. (laughs) Description. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, it's a very broad term we use there, actually, for, for news. But uh, now it came out today. The final ratings for Day of the Doctor. I had a final confirmed audience for BBC One of twelve point eight million viewers. So that is the um, that rates the highest for Doctor Who since Christmas two thousand eight, which, which the next Doctor, which had thirteen point one. Yeah, which is that's going some actually. Yeah, I mean, because also a Christmas a Christmas special is always gonna. Have have a built in audience exactly to a certain extent so yeah now it also says that the episode has been accessed more than two point seven million times on the BBC iPlayer alone um, and it said with a million downloads on Sunday the twenty fourth of November which is absolutely amazing <laughs> yeah absolutely amazing um, and it says it more than doubled uh, that of EastEnders which is in second place uh, for uh, access on the iPlayer yeah. So, um, and finally, it says it's the third most accessed program for the year. Now, I very much doubt if anything's going to beat that before the year's out, I wouldn't have thought. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it depends on what's over Christmas, I suppose. I suppose so. Unless the Christmas special beats that, of course. Yeah. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, did you think it was going to be a ratings smash, or did you think it was going to be, like a again, like a niche audience, as it usually I... is for Doctor Who? 
I think they'd have been very disappointed if it hadn't been, to be honest. They they have put so much into getting this, making it a big thing. Yeah. But had it not been a success, I think there might have actually started being questions about whether it has got uh, any more than just a core audience. Yeah, which is what who ended up with before it got cancelled. It was yeah. Die Hard staying with it. Um, yeah. I, I don't think we're at that point yet, but it, it was... It just amazed me to see how many people actually tuned in to watch it. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Now, the um, audience appreciation index uh, for this was actually 88, um, which I don't know if that's good or bad, actually. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's, uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're not necessarily... It's a question of whether you're looking at it as the story or what it is in a whole, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it says apparently this uh, a score of 88 puts in the excellent category. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was the, uh, that scores the joint highest for Saturday on all the five main channels. Yeah. So yeah, I, think, I suppose it's it's good. But there have been episodes that have got higher. I think one got ninety at one point. Yeah. Wasn't that wasn't it something like the Rings of Ackerton though? Wasn't it so ridiculous like that? I can't remember to be honest. <laughs> it was because uh, well, I sort of remember there was one episode we sort of read the audience appreciation index. And it was ninety something, and it was it wasn't a particularly good episode. So. It's one of those episodes where I thought, I'm out of touch with the with reality again. <laughs> just been, nothing new. No, though. exactly. Just been a miserable old bastard again. So. <laughs> now, of course, with Dad the Doctor, it was also a, a simulcast across, around the globe. And also, it was shown um, in cinemas in 3D as well. Uh, now, the Dad the Doctor took um, the top, top three position in the UK box office. Um, and it earned £1.7 million. Yeah, at the UK box office for the weekend, uh, which again is bloody good going. Yeah, to be honest, I mean for a TV program, precisely. Um, and I think I think it was only shown in four hundred and fifty screens. Yeah, because that's pretty good for four hundred and fifty screens. Because I mean, I think usually that's I think that's is that usually seen as sort of a very very limited release. And they're lucky if they sort of break sixty grand on some of those sort of things, don't they? Yeah, I mean you're talking about one showing, aren't you? Yeah, so and you and you did try to get tickets, didn't you, for that um, for that Saturday night? And just because and, at this and, point, I thought it would be worth going to see. Yeah, uh, and everywhere everywhere had sold out, hadn't it? Yeah, well, locally to us anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, you couldn't couldn't get tickets for love nor money, so that was uh, yeah. So that that was good. It's very good, and it just appears it's been a smash across the globe. I mean, um, in the US, um, it took. Four point eight million at the US US box office. Now that was released on the Monday, I believe, and that was shown in six hundred and sixty theaters, which was that is amazing in America. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah. It really is. That's actually quite stunning, to be honest. Um, I think very very briefly, it says it took zero point eight seven million in Australia, zero point nine five million in New Zealand over the weekend, and I think the total. Yeah, the total currently stands as as of Wednesday, the twenty sixth of November. Um, it was five point eight million. Yeah, but it hadn't had the takings from Europe, Canada, and Latin America into consideration yet. They they haven't come in, so it's. Uh, I reckon this will probably do close to about what do you reckon about eight million? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, which is it's incredible. I never thought I'd, I'd live to see the day where the Doctor Who takes a global taking <laughs> at the cinema. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we'll cancel that then because it's not making any money. Yeah, precisely. So, yeah, if there's any newspaper reports now that, oh, it's going to be cancelled, they're worried, it's, it, you can tell it's absolute bunkum, to be honest. So, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know if there's any fears in, uh, you know, Doctor Who's popularity waning at all. No. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, that's good. I bet it just seems to be ratings um, around the globe were good as well. And not you know on, on on its TV showings, so I think it was, I'd say a resounding success. is all I can say. Yeah, I think so. Even to the point it's actually been awarded a Guinness World Record. Um, it's been named the um, the world's largest ever simulcast of a TV drama, and it was shown around ninety four countries. So um, congratulations, Doctor, you are now an official world record holder. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. So I, I think it's probably like the icing on the cake, or the cherry on the top, really. I should say, with uh, with getting a Guinness World Record as well. I think I think the audience was the ice on the cake. This is the the cherry on the top. Yeah, Def- it's more the audience is more important, isn't it? It is. 
It is, but that just goes to show um, what a, a popular program this is. Now, um, now this this one is I think is bizarre. Um, it, this Doctor Who special was actually debated in the House of Lords. Yeah, yeah. you get you get some odd debates. You do, and I yeah. I think this is probably one of them. Actually, um, it was uh, moved by a Baroness Bonham Carter. Uh, whose name should be familiar to you, uh, as you found out, Paul. She is the cousin of Helena Bottom Carter. Yes. So yes, nobility indeed. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, discussed in the House of Lords. It's basically just saying it, what, what success it was, and um, you know what a fantastic achievements to have the simulcast and everything. Um, and I'm just. I'm not going to go through. There's a few like quotes here, uh, but I mean, the, the the one. I think it was of most interest. It was um, in the closing, the debate. Uh, Baroness Bonham Carter of Yambury uh, directed a question at Lord Grays. In other words, Lord Michael Grays, who you should all know by now, cancelled Doctor Who. Um, And she said, um, Finally, as Doctor Who has dominated the debate, and I see my noble friend Lord Grade in his seat, I cannot resist wondering whether, had he known that Sylvester McCoy would regenerate into John Hurt, he would still have cancelled the programme. And he nodded vigorously to indicate the affirmative. Yeah. So basically, he would have still cancelled the programme, even though John Hurt would have taken the role on. Yeah. Um, he's not going to give this one up, is he? <laughs> no. He's not going to admit that he's wrong. Definitely not. He still stands by his decision, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, in some ways, at least, he's <laughs> honest about he's it. He's consistent. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's what Eric Sowood said at one of those BFI... Um, showings. They said it, you know, the reason Lord Grade cancelled it because it looked cheap and everything. He, well, Eric Sowers answered, Well, give us more money then. Yeah, he was the person who could have done something about it rather Precise. than cancelling. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, which I thought was a very, very true comment, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it was, um, I think just the fact he just didn't like sci fi. I think he, I think he just saw it as a stupid program and just wanted to end it. Yeah. Really? So, but there we go. That's in the past. It's now rating smash across the globe. Uh, in on the TV and in cinemas, so uh, yes, fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. Now, um, lastly, um, I don't know if you remember some time ago we, I can't remember how many episodes ago this was. Now we um, mentioned there was a new Doctor Who game coming out um, for Android and, and um, OS. I should say, um, I, yeah, is it iOS? Is that its full yes. title? iOS, yeah, um, yeah. Doctor Who Legacy. Now they actually launched uh, last Wednesday. And basically, it's like a little... It is like we we suspected from those screenshots. It's like playing Bejeweled or Candy Crush or something like that. Um, but the idea is you sort of rack up points to take out... Um, anyway, it's like a turn-based RPG game, really. Right. It's a bit like like a Final Fantasy thing. And it wasn't what... I, I've played it. It's not what I was expecting. Um, so it was quite... It's, it's not too bad. Right. To be honest, it's not too bad. Surprisingly, you're surprised to know I haven't. No, indeed, indeed. Um, so I'm, I might, once I've played it a bit more, I might do like a little, a little like one-off review of that, mm. as, as I did with the other, the other uh, games when it when it came out. That um, what was it, the Eternity Clock? Yes. Um, which, um, which surprisingly, all, all future games in that in that series have been cancelled. Yes. So I found out. So uh, <laughs> no surprise there is all I can say. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so that's it for the news. Um, now, you're probably wondering, because we, we have got some tat and stuff, because we, we have done the Doctor Who celebration last week, and we, we saw some, some tat there. And obviously there's other um, things that are on, on the telly as well to celebrate Doctor Who, but we're going to save that for next week's episode. Yes. So Yeah, because this week we're just going to concentrate on Day of the Doctor, and then next week we're going to talk about all the other um, shows and stuff that's also celebrated um, Doctor Who. So we'll talk about things like Adventure in Space and Time, the Doctor Who celebration, um, the Five-ish Doctors reboot and stuff like that. So that that will come next week. Okay, so so that's it for the news then, really, isn't it? It, it, it literally just was stats. Yes. <laughs> that was it, to be honest, just stats. Um, I think there is a little bit of Time of the Doctor news as well but I think we'll save that for next week yeah there might be something a little bit more a bit more concrete to discuss so uh, we'll we'll leave it till then we'll leave it till then okay then so um kind of very very shortly then is our probably our long overdue review of the day of the doctor so for another week then that was the news
Right then, everybody, we're now going to discuss the day of the Doctor. I've had many faces, many lives. I don't admit all of them. There's one life I've tried very hard to forget. Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. Okay, now I do believe it's my turn to go first, isn't it? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, now, I think, just to give everyone a sort of bit of a background on this, we, we've, I've only watched this twice. It was once when it was broadcast on the TV, and then this week we managed to go to a 3D showing, didn't we? Um, yes. On uh, Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah. was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I can't remember. Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, yeah, so we've seen it at the cinema as well. And now I've got to be honest, on first viewing, I wasn't entirely sure. Whether I yeah. whether I I'd, I'd, I'd liked it, but I, I I wasn't sure whether I loved it or not. I think was the thing, and I think it took it did take another showing to sort of convince me. Really, and I think come the end after the second view, I think yeah, I did actually quite love this. Yeah, to be to be fair, yeah. Um, I know. I think the, my problems with it were there were some. I wouldn't say there were plot holes, but plot threads left dangling. Yeah, and it appears to be. It's not just me that has that problem. I've, I've listened to like, other people discuss it, and they all say the same thing about the Zygon plot thread. Yeah, it, it, it got us there, didn't it, rather than being the the story. Yeah, it just seemed to serve a purpose, and then it was forgotten about. Yeah. Then it was all about the Doctor saving Gallifrey. Yeah. Basically. And I don't know, do you think it was the Zygons were, I don't know, sort of wasted, really? Um, no, I don't know. I mean, no, because I, th- I think... There just wasn't enough you could have done to have got this just the story of Gallifrey going. Mm. So unless you're going to go really into going in well into detail and showing lots of fighting in the Time War and mm. the history building to the Time War and all that. Yeah. Um, which I'm not quite sure if that really would have been the film you wanted, the programme you wanted to set up. Probably everyone's going, yes, it is. Yes, it is. No. <laughs> um, it would have been too heavy a program if you'd have just concentrated on the time war. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right because this, this rather than being a celebration, yeah, which this could then turn into by using the Zygons as they did, it gave them quite a lot of light moments, it which did. you wouldn't have got the time if you just concentrated totally on the time war. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. I do agree. It's it, it's a very fine line because I think you get the hardcore fans want all the the time war stuff, the heavy. Yeah, bogged down in continuity stuff, which you got to a certain degree, but I think. Yeah. Um, but you just got it almost as flashback, didn't you? Yeah, rather than... yeah. It, it wasn't sort of like the main driving force of the story, really. No. There was, not, there was until, same... not until you get to the last what fifteen minutes. Yeah, about that. Yeah, because it, it was all. Um, I suppose it. No, I suppose it sort of it did play a big part, but then it sort of got left. You went into the Zygon bit, then you came back. Yeah. that again which was fine but I think my problem with the Zygon but there was no resolution to it no so but it, then, it, then it's a question of how do you resolve that you just you just leave them talking and then the doctors go off to do what they they've, 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 they've done their bit in that one sort of almost yeah. and it's now up to the humans and the Zygons to come up with a solution meanwhile we're now going to sort out our own problems yeah no I think you're right I think that that's, that's probably the best way to you know, uh, to look at it, to be honest, I really do think it is. Um, but as I say, it, it just sort of it, it didn't annoy me or anything like that. It just sort of it, when I'd sort of first watched it, I thought, well, th- shouldn't should that have gone 
somewhere, you know. And it, and yeah. It, but <clears throat> excuse me, the way you've put that, I think. Well, yeah, that it, it probably makes sense because, as you say, that's the doctors have played their part in that bit, and it's been left behind. They've moved on to something else. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think you, that's probably the best way to, to to look at it. But but at least the one thing was that they, although you say never quite resolved, they weren't just throwaway characters in this. You know, the thought I had of this going into this was we was mm. going to get a minute at most of a Zygon, and then they'd be brushed out quickly. Then yeah, it was almost we was almost might, probably just going to get them as a oh look. There's 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 a there's an old returning villain and there they've gone again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just sort at of like least a... they at least they did get a a fair shot at. Oh yeah, yeah, they did sort of play story. a big you know a big part. Um, yeah, but and I thought that the makeup of the Zygons were was fantastic. It was an update of the 1970s incarnation. I thought it, yeah. it, it was very sort of loyal to that. Really, was it the yeah. original design? It was such a classic design. I don't think they. Should have changed it, even if they even if they wanted to. No, yeah, they, they you know, yeah, we didn't we didn't get a sort of reboot with just the same name. Yeah, because there's always, there's always that um, worry that they might have done the same thing that I did with the Silurians. Yes, which I now come to like, to be honest. Yeah. I, I do. You know, oh, you you could sort of understand it with them because there wasn't really much you could do with the the old fashioned. No, that's right. That's right. So yeah, I mean, I, I can I can sort of understand. I mean, it, to be perfectly honest, I mean, they've been pretty. Faithful since they've come back, uh, other than the Silurians. I mean, with the Centaurans and the oh, Ice, Ice Warriors, and yeah, yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. I mean, I like the um, like the the transformation effects as well. Yeah, um, it, it seems Which was to, quite graphic. It was quite graphic. I just it seems to make them a little bit sick when they when they change as well. So it was red yeah. vomit comes up. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I thought. Oh, no, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense sense that this does actually. Is is an effort to them? Yeah, precisely. Yeah, I I just thought it was it was you know I thought they were quite quite effective, quite creepy the way it was the way they they were used. I thought was it was very well done. Like the whole thing, like from beginning, sort of. Um, Kate Lefrey Stewart was already a Zygon. Yeah. Well, no, she wasn't actually. She was sort of a bit later on. But again, you didn't really. There was no sort of build up to it. You just sort of suddenly realised that she sort of gave the game away herself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. Um, I like Unit has got their headquarters at the, the Tower of London. Yeah, um, I like that. It was good. It was, it was, I, I did like the, the, the you know the way the Zygons were used. But no, uh, I mean just let them. I mean the, the, the whole thing with this. I think this just got the tone of it right. Yeah, it was it was jokey. It was taking the Mickey out of itself to a certain extent, but not to the point where you just fall. Well, actually, this is just taking the Mickey. Yeah, you had the the odd line here and there that was you. If you know what they're talking about, you're well that, understand. That, well, most of that came with when the when all the doctors were together. Yeah. So shall we sort of move on to? Um, let's move on to John Hurt, shall we? Yeah. Because um, suppose he was the. Well, I suppose he was the the, the main guest star of this. Um, yeah. What What do you think of his performance? Oh, I, I don't think we really doubted how good his performance would be, did we? I, mean, if you're oh, I don't cast, think so. If you're going to yeah. cast John Hurt, then you sort of know that uh, as long as he's taking it seriously, then it's going to be good. Yeah. And you get the feeling that, A, he was he did throw himself into this. He didn't look upon this as, oh, I'm just a guest star. Yeah. Um, do you think he was the... Because we were sort of like saying he's sort of like you know the you know he was the war doctor the dark doctor. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. He wasn't really that dark a character, was he? No. Well, um, I mean, he was. This was. I know what, he, he hadn't actually done the deed at that point, had he? So no. Um, but he's. But to begin with, though, he had before he when he was with the moment. Um, I suppose he it was a lot on his shoulders then about of what he was about to do. Yes, and he was sort of wrestling with with that decision. Uh, but then when he sort of got with David Tennant and Matt Smith, it, it became more of a, I sort of like a light hearted romp. And I hate using yeah. that word because that's the sort of word the son uses. But it was it was a light hearted romp. Um, which, well, I, you, which 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 I mean actually actually the darker character once once the three of them got together, the darker character was the tenth, wasn't it? It was actually yeah. He was the one that was actually 
the the angry one because he's the one who's he's living with it more. Yeah. Whereas, see, with the eleventh, the time has passed now where he's got used to it. Yeah. What he's what he's done. Exactly. So and he's it, trying to bury it again, where it still quite obviously hurts with with the, with the tenth Doctor. Yeah. That's not too much of a pun there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that's, actually, that's actually how it unfolded. It wasn't um, Hurt's Doctor, the War Doctor, was the one that was the 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 Dark Doctor. In actual fact, it's more of the Tenth who actually was already living with it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. what we said, we when we when I watched this, sorry, we did have some sort of conversation. It's difficult not to have talked about this between us before we did the podcast. Yeah. Um, and what I found... I couldn't quite understand was why you you needed her to play a different doctor. You needed that regeneration. I couldn't see in from this what the eighth doctor couldn't have done, what McGann couldn't have done. With yeah, this, I, I I agree. I agree because um, and we was told, oh, it's because you couldn't. I think Moffat said, oh, it's because you couldn't imagine McGann fighting in the McGann's doctor fighting in the time war. Well, you don't actually see her. her. No, exactly. The only time um, the only time you see him with a weapon is is uh, put carving no more on that wall, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, which seemed a, a bizarre thing to do in the middle of a battle. Yeah, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, obviously we, we haven't discussed Night of the Doctor, which we're, we're going to say for next week's episode. But I think just to briefly touch on that, the way McGann played that, yes, you could see him fighting in the Time War. Yeah, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it was great to have like John Hurt there. Uh, yeah, but they. I, I agree with you. I do think it was unnecessary. Well, the only thing that slightly got me coming round to this was um, Stephen Moffat at the convention, which, again, we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. Um, someone asked him the question, was there anybody he didn't get in the special that he would have liked to have got? If he could have had anybody from the history of the 50 years that he could have had in the special, mm. who would it have been? Yeah. And his answer was Hartnell. And... In some ways, that's what Hurt Doctor was. Yeah, that's and right. And then yeah. you could sort of see it. He was the grumpy old man that disapproved of the people that came after him. Yeah. Rather than being, if you, because that was actually the other problem I had with his attitude to them two wasn't necessarily following on from McGann's Doctor. So you had the whole thing about the kissing and saying, "Does a lot of this does this happen much now?" And Smith saying that. Uh, you have the doctor saying, "Oh, it, 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 it gets more." Yeah, but yeah, he'd already that had already started before with, her. With, with if, Mc, you're yeah. into, if, you're, if you're talking about continuity, and I shouldn't really be. talking I'm, about And we're going to be very, very picky here. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's, it's a but, valid but, point. It's but a valid if point. You, if you then look at Hurt's doctor as saying this was almost Hartnell's doctor, yeah. the first doctor standing there, then it makes a hell of a lot more sense as to why you've got him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It, it's yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed a bit. It, it was great, um, as I said, already said, but as I said, I, I still feel McGann could have done that part. I think this is just fine. us being sentimental in wanting th- McGann to have had. A I chance. think so, especially after what we saw in Night of the Doctor. So, yeah. um, and some of the listening to some of the big finish stuff as well. Yeah. I think he, he would have. I think McGann would have been absolutely fine to be honest. Um, yeah. But now, obviously, we've got. I mean, we might as well touch on this now, actually, is the whole uh, which regeneration is the Doctor on now. Yeah. Um, now, Moffat still says, no, Matt Smith is still the 11th Doctor. Yeah. Um, because he, he, by his reckoning, he said that Hurt's Doctor didn't take that name. But even though at the end, he does. Yeah. And also, when they were saving Gallifrey, then he said, oh, all 12 of them, he said, no, all 13. Yeah. So again, he's contradicted himself there, as far as I can see. Um, yeah. And at the end of the episode, when you've got all the doctors yeah. supposedly lined up, and they also the BBC have also changed their one of their um, little photoshopped photographs of all eleven of all the doctors, and they've inserted Hurt in there as well now. Yeah. So there's twelve doctors there, not <laughs> not eleven. So I don't quite see this. He just said, "Well, they're all, they're all the same man." They're, they're all the Doctor. It shouldn't matter what regeneration is. But he actually said in the programme, written by him, no, it's all 13. Yeah. So I, I, 
I don't quite think he's thought it through <laughs> completely, to be honest. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he has done, but to, but to, yeah. the way that came across, no, he's he's contradicted himself. And I don't. I, I'm getting to sound like one of those really anal fans now, and it's the it's the one thing I I, I would dreaded becoming. But um, I, that bit I don't buy. So I'm sorry, no. I, I just don't buy no, that I mean, bit. Yeah, I mean, but the fact is, we're now arguing about something that is actually more to do with history rather than the actual program itself. Yeah. Um, suggests that we can't pick a lot of holes in the program itself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it, no, it's just, it's just been it's just been picking. I, I just don't. I mean, and we're, we're going to get an answer. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he then comes up with an answer to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the, in, Christ- the, in Christmas. the Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Probably. But I mean, um, I thought the three of them worked together well. They bounced off each other nicely. Um, whether they're doing the comedic bits or when they were locked up in in the in the Tower of London. Yeah. Uh, that that was when they were sort of, as you say, talking about you know the actions that uh, they took in the Time War. So I thought that that was nicely done. Um, I also liked uh, the use of of time travel with the sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it took like centuries to work out how to open this, the, you know, the wooden door. But it started with Hertz Doctor, and it then took five hundred years to reach Matt Smith's Doctor yeah. screwdriver. So I like that. Um, which, which then gave you, if you re- which you probably didn't realise at the time, was the foretelling of what the answer was going to be to how they saved Gallifrey. Yeah, was the fact that it was something that was started yeah. with one doctor and worked its way through to Matt Smith's. Yeah, I thought I thought was great. Yeah, that was great. I, I, I thought it was a really, really um, clever thing to do. I also like her looking at in absolute disdain at the phrase of timey wimey as well. Yeah. And the fact that obviously Tennis Doctor then turns around and goes, "Yeah, I don't know where he gets it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was that. That's the thing that the, you said earlier. It, it was ribbing itself, wasn't it? it yeah, it didn't. It oh, wasn't I mean, afraid to take the even, fun. Even when they start taking the mick out of Hurt's accent, and he turns around to him and says, "Brave words, Dick Van Dyke." Yeah. <laughs> <It's tenor. laughs> no, there there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in there. Um, but, I mean, other little nods uh, to the past as well. You had like you had Captain Jack's uh, Vortex Manipulator. Yeah. Uh, mentions of uh, Malcolm. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, yeah, Evans, and, Captain and, and, and that, the dead. With, the, with the fact that, get me the chroma file. Yeah. Which is obviously then going back to the three, three doctors. doctors. Um, yeah. and, and even the, even even then the little... Dig at the fact that the years might not be the time dating of it is is all over the place from that period. Yeah, so if it's from the seventies or eighties, depending on the dating protocol used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, I thought it was, it was just really good that it was it wasn't afraid to do that. Yeah. You know, um, really, really, really good. Um, and I think on the whole, it did get the balance right. It, it was perfect yeah. because you had you had yeah. the, it, the, it, the, it was funny about it was funny about itself without sending itself up. Yeah. Exactly. It was more the it's more the the character of the doctor taking the Mickey out of himself rather than it the, yeah. the writing taking the Mickey out of the show. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Uh and I think on that on that aspect it, I think it worked. I think it worked really well. Getting back to the three of them together. Yeah. The thing that actually sort of struck me or, or that I felt on this one is when it's when they first get together. Hmm. I suddenly became aware of how much how young Smith looked and acted in this. Yeah. And by the end, <laughs> he seemed to be the oldest one there in his doctor, you know? It just his doctor really took on the you you re- I felt really aware of how he was the young jokey one yeah. at the start. And then at the end, how serious and and, ref- could, and, re- and reflective he was yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, how, Matt, how the weight, how the weight of the passing of time was was heavy on him. Well, Matt Smith's always been good at that, anyway, hasn't he? He's yeah. always been very good at, at, at portraying like an old, an old man in, in a young man's body. And we, yeah. we, you know, we've, we, you know, we've said on numerous occasions on, in the past, but but it um, just sort of went through the whole of this episode. You see him visually, well, uh, aging. Well, I actually yeah, took, I, I, as far as I felt. Well, talking of aging, I was quite surprised, you know, to see. Um, 
Tennant back in the you know the suit again. It's actually how much he's aged in five years. Yeah, he was looking a lot um, jowlier than than he used to, um, and the pretty much the suit didn't look so skinny anymore, did it? <laughs> I think probably also it, ha- it happens to us all, is, doesn't is it? Our thoughts on this is because our last things we've been watching is series three, isn't it? Yeah. So we're not even. We've still got another two years. We're we're two years back from when he left. Yeah. So our our contrast, we're comparing him to how he was in series three, rather than perhaps even where when he left the part. Yeah. So he probably has aged quite. A bit. I think he has. He has Plus. aged quite a bit. But uh, well, obviously not not you know not enough. Yeah. So he couldn't get away with playing the you know the tenth Doctor anymore. You, you, you can you can take the you can take the response from any tenant fangirls on that. Exactly, one. yes. I'm calling him old now. <laughs> well, I don't think we're the only ones to pass comment on the on that aspect. To be fair, yeah. but um, but actually, the, the other thing that came up as well to about the, the uh, you mentioned tenant fangirls there was the amount of disappointed tenant fangirls in the fact that he didn't get uh, a scene with Rose. Yeah. And it's, all I can say is thank Christ for that. <laughs> this actually, yeah. I mean, this this episode, this uh, won me over almost immediately when it was clear that it wasn't actually going to be Rose. No. Billy Piper as no. Rose in it. That was the thing I was actually probably dreading more than anything. Yeah, I, I really didn't but want... we was going to revisit yeah. all of that again. Yeah, I really didn't want to see all that Rose-Tyler romance stuff again. Um, yeah. I... I, I I grew tired of it quickly, and we was going to have this, you know, when it was on that, the whole memory. angst of them leaving each other again. Oh and... God, no! I was glad it just sidestepped that completely. Yeah, um, but I yeah, mean, give I... her a part. I can understand why you'd want to give her a part. Yeah, and I this. and I did think and she why, was... why I probably should get a part in this. Well, I thought she was really good. Yeah, to be honest, um, playing playing and by doing the, it the like moment that, it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. It didn't need. Actually, to be quite honest, I don't know why people thought she was Rose Tyler because when you saw the uh, the promotional photographs, she wasn't even dressed like Rose Tyler, so you knew that they, they were going to do something different with her. Yeah. Um. So, and to have that sort of, and people have sort of um compared this interpretation. I don't. I, she's not. She's not. I mean, the, the Hurt Doctor called her the, the the bad wolf girl. Yeah. Um, but she was she was like the you know, a visual interface of the moment. So let's yeah. just, let's just call it the moment. Um, but people actually complained about well, T- Moffat doesn't know how to write for Rose. Well, he wasn't writing for Rose. Rose, no, it wasn't Rose Tyler. I wish people could just no. move on from that. It was not Rose Tyler. No, it, you know. it just picked an image, pretty much in the same way as the TARDIS did when it was going through trying to find an interface to talk to. Yeah, uh, uh, to, to Clara. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean the other thing that people have said as well that the the Billy Piper's character is very very close to Saran Jones' interpretation of the TARDIS, even sort of like that you know that sort of bohemian style dress sense and, and sort of very sort of quirky and everything. But yeah. I, I don't really see that. I think I think that the the two completely different characters, obviously written by different people as well. I I, I don't really see that. Do you? Can you um, see where they're coming from on that? Or little bits, I suppose. But then, to a certain extent, you could say that those both consciences caused from machines created by the Time Lords. Mm. So there might be some overlap in how yeah. they portray, how they come across. Now, and actually, another thing um, is I mentioned the time, the, the Time Lords, and we sort of briefly mentioned the, you know, the Time War earlier on, which is, as you, as you said, was shown in flashback more than anything else. Yeah. Do you think that because there's a lot of criticism for the way the Time War was, was portrayed? Because I said it was too Star Warsy. It was yeah, it was like a laser gun battle. Um, now I've got a bit of a, a a theory on that. Now basically based on what um, they had in the in the Omega archive. Yeah. Uh, well, basically the only thing left was the moment, which was a, like a galaxy destroyer, as as they put it, and they used everything. Yeah, everything they had in their arsenal, they had used, and I think it was probably the same for the Daleks. And I think this, as you said, it was the final days of, of the of the Time War, and I think this is what they were left with. Yeah, it was more as, as, as in as in if you had a war long enough, with enough survivors, we'd all end up with bow and arrows again because it was the only thing we could manufacture. Yeah, left manufacture. Now I don't know if this was a play on Genesis of the Daleks, 
because yet they had the similar sort of thing there. It, it was advanced technology, and as the war had, had dragged on, they were being reduced to lesser and lesser, sort of more conventional weapons. And I think that's where the they were at that point in the time war. Yeah, they they those, they've those used all funny short. Uh, sheer numbers rather than yeah I think they've, they've used all the big weapons the heavy weapons haven't they which hadn't obviously yeah. hadn't worked and now they were just reduced to you know as you say your hand to hand combat more or less yeah so I, I I think for me it worked and I I think people can relate to that more yeah as well um, as you said because it, it's as you said if earlier if it, just to do with the time war it would just be for a, a, a dedicated set of hardcore fans yeah. to understand, messing around with time and everything. If you want to pull in a big... And, and, it, would have, and it would have been more like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. It would have just been a sci-fi battle. Yeah, exactly. And I think what they and did Doctor with this Who's was... never fun. really no, done that. No, it so. hasn't, no. Um, and I hope it never does, no. to be honest. Um, I, I, to me, this worked fine as it was. Uh, but it's something that an everyday audience can relate to. Yeah. They understand battles, you know, space battles and... You know, and laser guns and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think it worked. I think it worked. I've I've got absolutely no problem with with that at all. And as I said, I, I can't with my own my own theory as to why it was, you know, a, a bit of a, a Star Warsy battle. Yeah. But really, I don't think there's any theory necessary to be honest. No. I sort of, I sort of, I've made my own argument redundant there, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you just had to show that what was happening. Yeah. And if you'd done that by just people sitting at in control centres delivering weapons remotely or whatever, then yeah, it wouldn't have had the same impact. No, exactly, exactly. Now, I'm assuming that um, all of this is sort of kind of happening at the same time as the end of time? Yes, I, I get that impression. He hasn't... This is this was actually the one of the things about this is it's a clever way. I, I think we said earlier, didn't we, that it wouldn't surprise us if Moffat tried to bring back the Time Lords. And to a certain extent, because I don't think the, the bits in this that, where he tried to, you almost felt he was trying to rewrite the bits that Russell T. Davis had written that he didn't like in terms of continuity. Yeah, yeah, there did seem a bit, a bit of. Um, cause, didn't he go on record and saying that he he wouldn't have got rid of the Time Lords? Yeah, I think so. And you just got the feeling, because going through this, he was just then trying to get himself back so that he had the continuity going forward that he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, do you think what what he's done? Because he said this was going to be a game changer. Do you think this is a game changer at all? I know we've we've got the aspect of we've got now got an extra regeneration of the Doctor. Yeah, in the lineup now, and it's all been made you know official. Um, but it's, do- it certainly is from the start of the new series. It is. Yeah, so we've now not got that damaged Doctor that's still carrying around what he's. The guilt of what he'd done yeah. in the Time War, yeah, because he, yeah. he hadn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think? And, that... you've, and you've got the Time Lords back. Well, or, or, or the the potential for the Time Lords back. Yeah, and I hope that isn't wrapped up too quickly. Um, to be honest, oh, it wouldn't bother me if it's wrapped up in terms of of them being around. Yeah, because I think there has been parts where you actually wouldn't have been. It would have been. You've lost the fact that the Doctor is running from his own people. Yeah. And them being the only people that could control him as such. Yeah. and But now you've got... It's turned that on its head. Now you've got him running back to them. Yeah. And I like that. I don't, I don't know if it's a game changer, that bit. But I, I like the, the... It's a new direction. Yeah. Rather than, than a game changer. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Because I've... I know a lot of people have said, Oh, I miss the Time Lords. Um... And I think at the time, yeah, mate, that's, that's me every time I talk to you. I yeah, think, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think really it was probably the right thing to do when they brought the show back because it didn't mean it was bogged down any previous continuity. It could set yeah. itself up. Yeah. Um. Or, or, you know, from from anew. But I think this we reached the point now. I, th- I think personally, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I think that now is the right time to bring the time lords back. Um, yeah. I, or I, at, le- at least at least have them in the background. At least have the the fault of them in the background. Yeah, I wouldn't want them in it every week. No, on on even no, necessarily no, just, every just, just, every series. To be honest, yeah, you know, as they were in the the classic series where you they, know you've they, got they pop a up handful one, of 
yeah, they, for the shows where they pop up. Yeah, they pop once in a while. They ask the Doctor to do something for them, and and that would be it. You wouldn't see them again yeah. for a few more series. And I think if they would, you know, use them like that again, I think yeah. I think it could work. Just to have someone for him to argue against that yeah. he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, but they're interfering with him again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a game changer, but I do think it's a it's a, a good direction to take, you know, yeah. take the show well, we, now. We've, we've now got, hopefully, we've now got a, a, an almost guilt-free doctor. Yeah. That can now go out and... What we've had on this is we've had, we've had him losing the um, mighty warrior side of him. Yeah. Which was, which was developing too much. Yeah. To get him back to just the, the wanderer. In time and space, yeah, we've now got him losing the guilt of what he's done to his own people, yeah, and we can have his own people back. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, that's it. Now I think, um, obviously, yeah, all that 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 bit of the ends where you had all the all the doctors came back. So you did get all the doctors back in the fiftieth anniversary to a certain degree, didn't you? I mean, yes. you know, it, it, it's it ticked that box. Um, but then, of course, you get the menacing glare of Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Uh, now that really was a surprise. Yes, I really. And and, oh, and and now looking back on that, you think that's such an obvious thing to do. Yes, indeed. It's almost as if why was I surprised that he did that? I know. I I just sort of like when I watched it on the telly, I was like, what? You know, it was it was, it was brilliant. What a fantastic thing! And that that's the sort of thing that an anniversary special should do. It should surprise you. It should it should. Yes. It should acknowledge the past. It set it up for the future. He said Moffat said his, his intention was to use this to set the show up to go forward for, for the next fifty years. Yeah, and then drop in some nice surprises as well. And seeing Capaldi was one of the biggest surprises of the night. Yeah, to be honest. Which, which then, to a certain extent, we've been saying, oh, it's a shame they had to tell us in advance of the regeneration who was going to be doing it. Yeah, but having done that, then. Obviously, this, that then gave him the opportunity to just throw something in like that. Yeah, because I and, think, e- and everybody know what it was referring to. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I think it's the first time ever that um, a future Doctor that that is going to be playing the Doctor has appeared in his own past. Yes, be- before he's been started even filmed. Yeah, it, it, get your head around that one. So, <laughs> but yeah, but it's also you've got to say. It's great for him because he actually has to get a part in the fifty. You know, the fact to be the doctor that just misses the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and not be in it. No, nah, I thought that was that was good. I, that was that was a really. If you were really and, and, and a big as big a fan as 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 he said of him, yeah. you would have been knocking on the door saying, "Is there any chance I could just be in the fiftieth? Yeah. Uh, now the other thing as well, that lineup of doctors at the end, which I thought was a fantastic moment. And yeah. then, like it was like the Doctor's dream. Look, all looking at Gallifrey. Yeah. Um, the only thing I, th- I found a bit strange on that is why don't they just get McGann to to film a little bit in his new costume rather than use the one from the TV movie? Yeah. Whether whether it's just actually in terms of the timing of that could have been. So we don't know when the McGann. Um, yeah, no, the Doctor so that was filmed. No, that's we? right. That's right. Yeah. It may have been that that was filmed at totally a different time when McGann was available and when they was doing this, McGann might not have been available at the same time as Hurt. Because obviously, although he changes, we don't actually... Well, that, well, we're not going to discuss get... that one yet and we're going to save that one for next week. Yeah, so, um, yeah so, so, so we don't know. I mean, he may not have been available when <clears throat> Tennant and whatever are all available. So Yeah, yeah that's right. Now, um, obviously, we talked about Hurt's Doctor, we had all different, the different TARDISes and to see the return of the Roundels. Yes. As well. Now that that was, uh, um, I, I was sort of like, sort of like, yes, the the roundels are back. It's a <laughs> it's a stupid thing, I know, but um, it was just great. And even the other doctors going, oh, oh the roundels, I love the roundels. You know, yeah. the round things, what we call them. So I I, I love that. It was great. Um, yeah, it was just all little nods because you did yeah. think then, how do you not have how they were so much the TARDIS for so long, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. To have not mentioned them or not to have had any visual impact of them would have, would have been odd. It would have been. It would have been. They didn't, they, they didn't have to do that, but they did they anyway. They did, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, not, I mean, odd in retrospect now, because it's in there and you think, of course, that's obvious you should have that in <laughs> Yeah, there. that's right, yeah. Again, they're, they're actually, this is, this is actually the thing that actually came out of watching this film, mate, was 
looking back on it afterwards, there was a lot of things that I wasn't necessarily expecting or thinking, oh, that's got to be in there, that appeared. Mm. And afterwards, I was thinking to myself, well, of course that should be in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you sort of have these arguments with yourself when you're watching it, aren't you? So, yeah. <laughs> now, um, obviously, that finally, there was one sort of last surprise, wasn't there? Um, yeah. Which did actually... And, and actually, even so much then to have had um, Capaldi's Doctor turn up, you thought, oh, is that a surprise? Yeah. And but, then, no, there was and then one. No, there was one more to come, um, which unfortunately sort of lost its impact because um, Tom Baker himself said he was going to be in the 50th, which they went all around Twitter. And then I think on the day of the, on the Saturday at the DW convention, he then denied it. But I think but the damage had been done. Um, fortunately, not to me. Ah, right. Because, yeah, it, it, it did get, it did get ruined. But by the end of the programme, I've forgotten all about it. I tried to, in the last couple of weeks leading up to the, um, the episode, I tried to really switch off of. Well, I did because I, I didn't. I didn't see any of the trailers for a purposefully, a purposefully, um, purposely didn't watch any of the trailers at all. I don't want anything spoilt. I mean, I wasn't quite that far, but I just, just any as long as it was official, I was sort of, and it was on the telly. I just because fortunately, in some ways, fortunately, because we didn't really do a podcast. No, because everything... In a couple of weeks leading up, just because of schedules, whatever. Yeah. Not intentionally, but just how things turned out. I didn't actually feel that I had to know anything. No, that's right. And yeah. some people have said, well, that doesn't break a habit of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just true that I, I just wanted to avoid everything. Um, yeah. and, and having a, um, you know, a week out of the country as well sort of helped to a certain degree, but... Um, not when it came to Night of the Doctor, which I'll, I'll come on to that next week. Um, but as, as regards to trailers and stuff like that, I, I, was, I was glad I missed everything. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, getting, get, back. getting back. back. Yes, Tom Baker. So uh, when you hear his voice, and then I just thought, oh, is it just going to be, is he just hearing his voice? And then it slowly pans out. Yeah. And and there is the great man himself. Self. Do you think question. this, yeah, a question. Um, I, I, think, I think I've got my head around of what he was supposed to be. Yeah, but do you think it was necessary? Because apparently, because apparently after this, I think Colin Baker's taken umbrage at this. That Tom Baker was asked to cut because because Stephen Moffat said he wouldn't go, he wasn't going to ask any of the other doctors back because they're just too old. They don't look like what yeah. they were thirty, forty years ago. In which case, the only way you could have done it was the way that it was done, or at least as, as I interpreted it being done. Yeah, and you could only do that once. Yeah, you couldn't do it with all of them. No. No, definitely not. And then you're left with, well, which one do I pick? And is there any really answer to that other yeah. than the one he did? Now, there's there's been lots of speculation um, about... I mean, if, they, if they'd used Colin Baker or Sylvester McCoy to do that part as, as, their, as their age now, mm. instead of Tom Baker, everyone would have been up in arms. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been Tom? Baker, yeah, I know. Well, I was going to say, because everyone's got their, their own theories on what Tom Baker was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, now, people said he, he, it, was just, it was just being Tom Baker. It was like a Tom Baker cameo, more than anything else. Uh, he just turned up to, to spout some mysterious nonsense and then walk off again. Um, some people say he, he was just the curator of the museum who happened to look like the fourth do- or an aged version of the fourth Doctor. And then someone said it is the future Doctor. Yeah. And... I... And I've also seen people say it was just actually um, the Eleventh Doctor's imagination. Yeah, it was his internal thoughts that were running yeah. through as he was trying to sift through everything that had happened, mm. which oh, I suppose could be. My interpretation of it was that it was a future incarnation of the Doctor when he's getting near the end of his time and he's grown tired. Yeah, and he's looked back and he has gone back to be. And, and fulfil Quinlis with the first um, yes. decree that he become the curator of the, of the undergallery. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's done everything he wanted to do. Yeah. And it's almost he's gone into retirement. Mm. That's where he's turned up. And it would you, you could imagine there's, there's obviously a precedent that a Time Lord can choose their future 
regeneration look. Yes, we've seen that before, haven't we? So it's been yeah. It's established. Romana went through several before she decided on picking somebody a face familiar. Yeah. And why, if a doctor gets to the point where he wants to pick a face, perhaps he may go back and pick a face that he was happiest with. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm when I first watched it, I wasn't entirely sure what they were trying to do with it, and I thought, well. That didn't. That really didn't make a lot of sense to me. But watching it again um, on Wednesday, I, I think that the yeah, yeah the penny dropped for me with regard to. I think it is as you said a future incarnation of the Doctor. Is yeah. his, his chosen one of his it's just that, favorite so faces. That, you know. It's the opening line, isn't it? Is that we as we get up, we may go back and revisit a few familiar faces. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I, I think that was what it was supposed to be. Really. I suspect that. It was well. My thoughts were it's probably quite straightly written like that, and then Tom Baker then sort of muddled it up <laughs> a bit with, with how a he said everything and b maybe even adding his own little bit in. Possibly, but God bless him. It's good to see him back in yes. Doctor Who again. To be honest, yeah, you know, and it was it was important enough. It actually just wasn't a cameo for the sake of a cameo. It was the point where it sets off where this show is going to be going from now on. Yeah. You would think, with the search for Gallifrey and the Doctor to return to his people. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think in the, on the it was, whole... It was, it, it was a fairly important bit at the end, really. It was really, yeah. So... It, it does sort of show the Doctor has got a future, actually, so... Yeah. You know. And, yeah, and if you're going to pick somebody to do it, then... Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not, indeed? So, we've got, as it's a new episode of Doctor Who, we have to rate it. Yeah. Now, um, if anyone can remember, we, we do have a rating system for new episodes of Doctor Who. So, if we like it, it gets a cyber leader. Um, if we're indifferent to it, it gets a NIDA. And if we absolutely hate it, it gets a um, a commander steer. Stire? So Stire from um, Sontar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to remind us of what our rating is. Yeah, exactly. please, please write in. <laughs> okay, so Paul, what are you going to give this one? I don't think there's anything else you can do, really, as far as I'm concerned. And that's going to have to be a cyber leader. If we had a rating above that, I might have been giving it that, to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to give it... A cyber leader as well. So instead of giving, doing two cyber leaders, as I usually edit in, we're just going to give it one big cyber leader. Excellent. Okay, that's it. That's our review of Day of the Doctor. Hooray. Now, um, obviously, the 50th anniversary is over. Um, I can't quite believe it, it's been and gone, all that build-up, and it's, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's already happened. It's in the past. Um, however, we've still got a lot of 50th anniversary stuff to talk about, haven't we? Yeah. Because uh, next week we are going to be discussing all the other celebratory programs. Well, uh, the ones we've watched. Ones we've watched, anyway. Um, yeah, and so, stuff we've been to. Yeah, so so next week we're going to talk about uh, Adventure in Space and Time, uh, the Doctor Who celebration uh, that happened at the Excel Centre. Obviously, Night of the Doctor. Um, what was the other one? The Last Day was the other one. Yeah. And there's also the other sort of like there's the Culture Show special and all the other bits and pieces and. Yeah. I think we might as well next week make a very very brief mention on the after show party. Yes. Yeah. We will save that one for next week because that was. Um, we'll save that for next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for next week. And then coming up, it's after- like I could have called that the after the Lord Mayor show. But- yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> so um, the week after that, we've still got more fit of um, anniversary stuff to talk about because we've still yet to review the last in the Destiny of the Doctor um, audio range as well. Yes. So we've got the last one of those to review. And and after that, that is it for the 50th, isn't it? That is, yeah. And that's yeah. basically nearly back around to Christmas again. So. Indeed, indeed. Then we've we've got our own sort of uh, Christmas special to do. So well, it's not special, yeah. it's just a Christmas episode. So <laughs> there's nothing special about it. <laughs> Don't worry, we've not done anything special. No, no, please. No, no. We're not, we're not going that road again, are we? <laughs> no. Okay, then. So um, until next week, then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye for me, Paul. Goodbye.
listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Thank you.